Interior. Night. Recording studio. Two redheads begin pre-show warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Jack, write that you gargle your water or something. Jack gargles some water. And then put that we say, welcome to Script Shop. Who? Me or you? Mm-hmm. You say it. Welcome to Script Shop. N- no, but like, really, say it. Like, right now. Like, right now. Let's go for it. Welcome to Scrimshaw. No, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha. No, Jack. Welcome to Script Shop. Everybody, it's Script Shop. Jack here with you. What's up? Is it, are we rapping? No, I'm no. That that was an unintentional <laughs> rhyme, and no. I led you astray. I apologize. You're just like throwing the hand signals. So I'm not a good rapper, and I wasn't going to try. Well, look at me. Do you think I'm a good rapper? And you listen to a lot of music, Jack. You I might can, be a good rapper. I can recite what other people do, but I can't necessarily be the one to come Ooh, up with stuff. In our promo video for this week, let's rap. Oh no! Yeah, we're doing it now. It's on the show. All right. Well, so that just got spoken into existence. Hi, everybody. This is Script Shop, a podcast where we talk to screenwriters about their scripts. And this is Allison, and we love talking to them about why they wrote that script and what it means to them and why they're the only person in the whole world that wrote this particular script and where it comes from inside of their little fluttery, hearty heart. In this particular time, in this particular timeline, in this particular dimension, which I think mm. it's important to point out because mm-hmm. in other versions of dimensions in existence, there could be the same writer who's maybe written a different version of the script. And I say all that because our script this week comes from Matt Mitchell, who wrote a script called The Wardrobe, which involves dimensional travel and getting it's into different realities hilarious. and stuff. Hilarious. Yeah. Yes. It's a 15 page romancing the stone esque doofus comedy. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that what you were trying to think That's what I was trying to think about. Two people kind of transported into a new dimension. That's a little rough and tumble for them. And uh, it's also a very feminist type short as well. Because the woman in this script should be renamed Saint Tracy Mm -hmm. for the way that she handles everything. (laughs) For the way she's handling everything in her beloved here. Uh, If you have uh, written something yourself, though, and you want to send it to us, you've been listening to the show for a while and you thought, geez, I'm going to take some time and write something down and make a script and send it to Jack and Allison. Uh, You should absolutely do that. And you can do that by going on to scriptshopshow.com slash submit. Submit. And then when you send in your email, hashtag hot burrito, tell us everything you love about your script. Let us know what you're thinking about the show. And we'll do our best to get you on the show ASAP. Yes, that's uh, when you say hot burrito, that is a way of letting us know that you listen. And that means we appreciate you and we will read your stuff sooner. Mm-hmm. Sooner rather than later. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. You're also, welcome. when it comes to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, uh, you can uh, find us there if you want to say thank you or you're welcome to us. Uh, you can communicate <laughs> with us in a variety of ways over that by sending no us messages. No dick pics, please. No dick pics. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, so look up Script Shop Show on all of those mediums. On Twitter, I am your bestie Westy, and on Twitter, I am Script Shop Jack. Um, so Frank, you're not on Twitter though, are you? Frank's in. Frank's. We're so lucky to have Frank with us again. We're on a bit of a Frank recording streak here. Finally, I'm have found the breath of life I've been missing. Yeah, welcome back, Frank. Thanks. It's it's very good to have you in studio. It's good to be here. We miss you so much. We when miss you're not you, here, Frank. We're not we're not nearly as funny. No. And there's probably stuff that we forget. Like, I, well, we haven't gotten to Patreon yet. If you do listen to the show and you enjoy the show and you want to maybe compensate us for it, since we don't have, you know, sponsors are forcing you to hear about how good a mattress delivered in a box is that you order online. Which, which would, I'd be happy to do. We'd be very happy to do it. I could wax <laughs> philosophical about mattresses and boxes. I love mattresses. I ain't doing it yet. I miss the hashtag sponsor stuff. Yeah, we can bring them back. What have we talked about that we can make a fake sponsor out of with a hashtag? Oh, geez. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll have to think about that. 
That might it'll, be. It'll come, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Hashtag rap. <laughs> anyway, the point of it is that uh, you can uh, send us money because we would appreciate that. And you can do that by going to Patreon and looking up Script Shop Show there. And uh, you could be a patron of ours. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to Matt. Let's talk to Matt. Matt's been patiently waiting. It's very late where Matt is, and Matt's about a quarter of a world away. Uh, Matt Mitchell, welcome to Script Shop. Hi, guys. It is <gasps> wonderful to be here. Oh, thank you so much. I've just woken up. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> where am I? Where am I? Who is this? Who are you? <laughs> Who are this? <laughs> I tried to Google how far away um, Kent was from Cincinnati, Ohio, but it doesn't work because there's an ocean in between us. So if you go to Google Maps, you can't tell it to drive a car and you can't tell it to walk. It won't let me. It doesn't have like a boat option? No, it doesn't. I mm. tried. Well, it's a ways away, and, and we Matt, we appreciate you staying up late or waking up early, depending on how it goes, to uh, do the show with us right now. <laughs> it's great to be here. Thank you. Uh, can't believe Google Maps failed us. That's all I do now is I just outsource all my thinking to Google. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, uh, uh, it's either Google or Alexa. So, Oh, mm. shit, is she listening? She probably well, she is Don't say her name, name anymore. <laughs> it's a real Voldemort situation with Alexa. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yes, she who must not be named. <laughs> this, oh, my gosh. This just went so yes. deep that I can't even handle how funny it is. So, Matt, you sent us a script called yeah. The Wardrobe, which I'm excited to get into to talk about because there's a personal connection as far as a story that Allison told here on the show a while <sighs> back, which we oh. will for sure get into, and I, I'm dying to get into it. But first, so uh, as far as you go as a writer... Uh, what is your writing situation? Do you do it professionally? Do you do it frequently? Is it a new thing for you? Uh, where are you at with, with, with writing per, uh, for you? Um, well, I, I mainly want to get into that story about Alison and the, whatever that is. But uh, I, I'm, I, I suppose you'd call me a professional writer. I'm actually a writer-director. So I'm a filmmaker by trade. Um, and uh, that's where my writing comes from. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I sort of... Uh, I, I came to filmmaking by the by the same route as a lot of people do. Uh, I, I failed all my exams and went to art school. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then fell into photography and then from there was like, oh, wait, there's a moving version of this. Uh, picked up a, a camera and, and didn't stop from there. So you've uh, have you always been like sort of a movie fan growing up as a kid or was it just sort of a casual thing for you? And then you realized, hey, I can get, make a living doing this. Uh, well, making a living living is a stretch, uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it, it's always been something in my blood. Uh, my my mother uh, in particular was uh, a, a movie fan or a film fan, I suppose you'd say, uh, and so it's it's always been something that I've I've been around. I've always been around uh, film criticism. Uh, she worked for the BFI, for example. Oh yeah, it's uh, just in the cataloging cataloging department, but um, it was always something where um, I, I was always film literate, I suppose, from a, from a young age, and uh, I think that that kind of thing seeps into you uh, to a certain extent. And when I when I started to get to an age where I could actually express myself, um, uh, that that just seemed like a very natural place to go for me uh having having no other skills artistically <laughs> so my, me point to camera add stuff uh, me try to make look good was generally the thought process failing uh, everything um, else yeah yeah uh, and so the the writing was something that uh i, I came to uh because um, i had to really uh if you're when you're just starting out it's hard to get uh uh, money uh, and, and actors and the things you need. Uh, so I I had to write um, what I had around me essentially, uh, and that's that's how how I came to writing. And I sort of ta- taught myself how to how to write scripts. 
What was one of well, the, the first things the most you wrote? Boring answer ever. No, Sorry, it's Mark. not. It's your real life. What was one of the first things that you wrote? Um, one of the first things I wrote that was was a short film uh, that was. I mean, I mean I, the first thing I wrote where I was like, oh, maybe uh, this 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 could be something uh, I, I could make make a run at. Uh, and it was actually quite late on because I, I I mean I, I went to essentially film school. Uh, in the UK over here, um, but like the cheap shit version. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> am I, I'm allowed to swear, right? You are. Yeah, it's the internet. You're oh, cool. Fuck. So, <laughs> yeah, I went to like the cheap shit version in film school. Um, and then uh, I, I got some work over here in, in, a, in a production company, essentially. And then uh, while I was there, I, I was writing scripts. So I, I was I was working for another country, company uh, and writing at the same time, writing my own stuff. And one of the scripts that I wrote um, was called uh, – it was for a 48-hour uh, comedy – film challenge and it was called super lucky kitten fist <laughs> and it was about a ninja with the power of invisibility who didn't want the power of invisibility naturally <clears throat> naturally yeah so you know couldn't get served in a bar um automatic doors <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I sort of wrote that and shot it and filmed it and and, and uh, got it all done and took it down to the the, the competition, uh, assuming I was going to be laughed out of the building for all the wrong reasons. And uh, we won like six awards and, and sort of <laughs> yeah. cleaned up there. That's rad. Which was, which was <laughs> it was kind of horrible, really, because I mean, yeah. I, I, it wasn't horrible. It was, it was, it was awesome, obviously, but it was kind of horrible because I didn't think we were going to get anything. So I sat us right at the back and I was like, Oh shit, it's going to be embarrassing. We just sit at the back so we can get the fuck out early. And then when I was out, like everyone else's um, short films came on and everyone was laughing and all the rest of it. Uh, and then ours came on and it was like, Oh no. And I thought, Oh fuck, they hate us. And the reason no one was laughing, I then realized later was because the, the, uh, the cinema we were in was full of all the other filmmakers. Oh, looking at it going, oh, oh that's sh- good. They're going, oh, crap. Something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, and of course, we sat at the back and we won like six awards in a row. So I had to keep running down the front from the back and they go, <laughs> and the next film is Super Lucky Kitten Burst. <laughs> and then so, I'm like, what's it like being in a room full of people and you can hear their brains realizing that they're being smoked? That they're, that they're just being <laughs> annihilated again and again. That had to have been a very was, specific feel. Um, yeah, it was actually. Uh, it, it wasn't one that I realized at the time. At the time, it, it was it was anxiety sweats. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah know um, them well. Back, it was quite funny. That's great. <laughs> so, are, is there something that you're working on right now, currently? Uh, what are you up to uh, more recently? Yeah, I, I suppose from from um, moving from short films, uh, I. I uh, essentially I started a company with a um, uh, with a, a, my business partner who is a producer uh, and she's uh, she's the brains of the of the operation uh, on the dick jokes and she and I started a music video production company um, specifically to uh, so sp- specifically to get the uh, means of production. Uh, on, under our belts so we could then make a feature film because that's what we were aiming towards was to make feature. We wanted to make films, essentially, but we didn't have any money. We couldn't pay rent, so I quit mm. my job. She quit her job uh, working working in TV. And we started a music video production company um, 
And that went pretty well. And we managed to get together enough sort of uh, money and kit. Um, and by kit, I mean, this I mean, this was the time when DSLRs had just come out, like the the, the Canon 5D had just been released and shit like that. So uh, it, it was uh, it was a, it was a brave new world. Uh, and we 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 bought some DSLRs and, and made a feature film essentially for for about eight grand. Um, I think well, I think it ended up being 15 grand. But for about eight grand, we made a movie and that was called Gangsters, Guns and Zombies. Uh, so no prizes for guessing what that was about. Well, you're hitting three uh, of the four like cinematic food groups there. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was a um, – and for us, it was a ridiculous success. We didn't make any money off of it, but we managed to prove that we could make films mm-hmm. and make a feature at least. Uh, and that then led to uh, another four feature films. Um, and the essentially the business model has been make the budget bigger every time. Mm-hmm. And so we've been slowly and surely in, in, incrementally sort of building the budget sub. Uh, and now we've got our, our fourth features, um, our fourth, fourth feature finished. I'll say that three times in a row. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. Uh, and uh, that is due to be released this year. That's called uh, Risen Possession. Um, and uh, that's like a, a kind of sci-fi horror, I suppose, uh, I suppose it would be called. And, um, that is essentially where I lost the ability to remember what you asked me in the first place. Because <laughs> 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 it's 2 a.m. No. and I'm an idiot. No, you, you came <laughs> around to it just fine. Yeah, you're beautiful. Do you normally write sci-fi horror things? Oh, thank you for a normal question. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Yes, although at the moment, oh, it was about what am I writing at the moment? I'm sorry, I'm so stupid. You're fine. Stupid. It's really okay. I get hit in the head a lot. Um, so yeah, I I do usually write sci-fi horror, but that, I, I think that's because when that's where my um that's where my heart lies, really. Yeah. Uh, however, um, comedy is is also uh, it comes very naturally to me uh, writing. Um, I don't mean I'm funny. I mean I like to try and write funny. Mm-hmm. So what tends to happen is the is the uh, is that I try and write things that are entertaining, or I try and write things that I'd want to watch or that I want to make. So it tends to be sci-fi horror with some kind of some kind of comedy element. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think entertaining is what I'm trying to, really trying to go for. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a the, that's a lofty goal. Yeah, thanks. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's either that or porn. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody wants to laugh when you're watching a porn. So exactly. let you stick with the comedy then. Breaks oh, your concentration rate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny for the wrong reasons. Um, so yeah, what, what I'm doing at the moment is I'm actually uh, I'm actually steering a little bit more towards comedy. Uh, after after making sort of four four, I mean, Gangsters, Guns and Zombies was obviously a, a comedy. A zombie movie but i then made sort of three features that were that were mainly sci-fi horror uh, or supernatural thrillers um in in a row and so uh, I'm, I'm now leaning towards comedy uh, my i've i've met a uh, uh, an incredible sort of comedian and uh, writer called vicky Sargent, and she i directed a play for her up at the edinburgh fringe festival which was uh, a sort of heartwarming comedy about the elderly and uh, now myself and Claire are, are sort of leaning towards some more comedy, and we're also trying to get uh, get some TV shows underway. So mm. really, what I'm doing at the moment is I'm 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 essentially trying to write comedy. Well, and this uh, one and this script that you sent us, the wardrobe, is very much sort of in that vein that you're talking about, where there's a lot of action, there's some uh, sci-fi elements to it, and it's very very funny. 
Oh, you were very lovely to say so. Thank you very much. Well, sure. And so uh, to get into the bit about the connection that Allison has mm-hmm. with this. so Yes, uh, please. This that's, is, all I'm, that's all I'm here for. Yeah. So <laughs> let, me, let, let me tee this up real quick. So when I was going through the, the submissions that we had received and I was uh, just randomly reading some stuff and I clicked on the wardrobe and I was reading it that you had sent into us and I'm reading it and it's about this couple that are building a wardrobe from like an Ikea sort of store where you're building it in pieces and the, they, the, the pieces are arranged in such a way and like they're getting one... scattered around the room but they're getting arranged as they're getting scattered. Right and it's not nothing on purpose by this couple and at one point when a drop of blood like one of them accidentally gets cut and the drop of blood falls and it activates this thing because unbeknownst to this couple, the way this thing had sort of fallen onto the ground in the different pieces turned it into like a portal to some other dimension. Right. And as soon as I got to that part, I thought, oh no, mm-hmm. because Allison had a story from a few months back. Go yep. ahead. This is, okay. this is your Okay, so bit. when I was a little girl growing wow. up in my, yes, years and years and years ago. <laughs> no, many, I'm sorry, I've been like last week or like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. A while Thank back. you. I'm 30. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you bloody kids. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of moons ago. Um, growing up in my small town, I, I would get lost in my head going up and down the steps at my house in Texas. And what I would do is that I would constantly be worried that the way I was gonna run up the steps or run down the steps was gonna trigger a signal to aliens to come attack us, to come attack the world. And so a lot of times I would run up the steps and I would panic and I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know if this is gonna happen. And then on the way back down, I would always try to shake up the pattern so that I wouldn't do it, but then I recognized that I didn't know what I wasn't doing and so it was just this constant mind fuck of am I calling aliens to destroy planet Earth? And this idea, <laughs> this idea of like act, falling ass backwards into the apocalypse mm-hmm. is such an incredibly OCD yes. thing. Yes, which I didn't realize until Jack pointed it out to me on the show months ago. I mean, it's incredibly that's that, like the idea of you yes. have to do a certain thing the right way to prevent a disaster is very, very obsessive compulsive. And then so imagine now I'm reading your script about this couple that accidentally activates this interdimensional portal. Yeah. And they're all of a sudden in like a Mad Max kind of world. It's and so good. This is, this is Allison's it's living so nightmare. Funny. It is my nightmare. <laughs> if I found myself in this situation, though, I would hope to be as good as Tracy because the script, of course, no focuses on Tracy and Calvin who are assembling this because they're moving into an apartment together. I'm assuming it's their first one. And uh, we get this whole, like, romp through their romance as they're dealing with this other realm. Um, And maybe we can jump into reading some of the script now? we should. Okay. So, um, Matt, we're going to tee you down for a moment. We're going to read. (laughs) (laughs) Also, can I just say that story of you running up and down the steps and trying to stop stop the apocalypse Mm -hmm. is fucking adorable. Mm. Uh, And I'd like to copyright it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm sure we can work out some sort of AP credit or something. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. uh, Stay with us for just a little bit, Matt. We want to read a piece of your script. So, listeners, today we're going to be starting, I think, on the bottom of page three. Bottom of page three. Um, Frank is going to be reading for Calvin. I will be reading for Tracy. And then Jack will be doing all of our stage directions. So, um, do we need to set this up at all? No, I I, I sort of purposely set it up to the point where we're at. This is right when that blood drop falls and everything kicks in. Okay. So, whenever you're ready, Jack. Uh, We're going to start with Tracy's line. Okay. Okay, figure 4D has three screws that should align here, here, and here. Calvin recognizes this. He leans across her deep into the wardrobe and catches himself on a nail. Ah, bastard nail. Okay. 
Yeah. Amused, Tracy checks the parts list. Babe, there aren't any nails in here. Where did you even get nails from? A droplet of Calvin's blood hits the floor. He starts to try to explain, but the flat pack pentagram that's arranged of the pieces on the ground grows. A deafening roar builds to a sudden crescendo. White light floods the screen. Exterior, apocalyptic future, woodland day. The white fades to a dirty gray-yellow. Wisps of smoke-choked clouds become visible. Distant vultures circle through the smog, searching for carrion. We tilt down from the sky, past blackened treetops, and settle on Tracy and Calvin. They're still kneeling inside the wardrobe, unharmed apart from mild disorientation. Instead of laying flat in their bedroom, the twisted wardrobe is now in a small patch of woodland. Tracy and Calvin slowly take in their surroundings, both eventually staring fixedly off-shot. We pan to reveal a small campfire and a terrified, twitchy young man staring back at them. The young man is dressed like he's only just surviving the apocalypse, covered in dirt and pointing a jury-rigged steampunk-esque handgun at them in a shaky fist. Tracy and Calvin smile broadly, hoping to show that they are no threat. I'll handle this. Just get us back and follow the damn instructions. Raising her arms in a show of surrender, she slowly hands Calvin the instructions, making an awkward, apologetic face to the young man who does not take his eyes off of them. Calvin unfolds a long list from the instructions, runs his finger down it. We can't see the list, but it's extensive. Okay, okay. Uh, troubleshooting. There, there's loads. Which, which one of these do you think it is? Tracy flicks her eyes off the young man for just a moment, searching for clues. A blood-stained baseball bat, a bundle of rags that could be a bed made from torn-up old military uniforms, a collection of cooking utensils near the fire that seems to be engine parts out of a car or truck. The young man smiles rotten teeth at her and slowly reaches for an animal horn at his hip. Tracy notices the horn has a strange mutated growth on the side of it and retreated to a close-up of the horn. Try post-apocalyptic nuclear, militaristic future. The young man's strained smile suddenly changes as he takes a deep breath and blows into the horn as hard as he can. The sound rips out like an alarm echoing through the woodland. Shit! Tracy grabs Calvin, ducking both their heads down into the wardrobe as the young man fires the jury rig handgun at them. Bang! Bang! Click! 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 Tracy pops back up, pulling Calvin with her. He's still searching the instructions. The young man's jury-rigged gun has jammed. He slaps it. It clicks again, ready to fire. Tracy starts looking for something inside the wardrobe. The young man lines up a kill shot. Got, got it. Tracy hurls the hammer at the young man. It catches him square in the chest before he can fire. She explodes out of the wardrobe toward him at a dead run. Babe, I, I, I need that. And scene. <laughs> and that is, folks, and, and folks, that is just the just, start. Yes, just the beginning. Of this script, which goes, Trace, Tracy is, like I said before, Tracy should be renamed in the script St. Tracy, Matt, because the way <laughs> she literally handles everything from there on out. The rest of the script, Calvin's like bumbling around, still trying to figure out the instructions to try to build the right portal in a way to get them babe, back home. constantly asking her, babe. Yeah, and idiotic questions. Babe, while she's, do you have the hammer? She's babe? like ninja fighting off. Off all these maniacs who come running at them. Yeah. It's incredible. That was, can I first say thank you for reading that? It was beautiful. <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> well, thanks for writing it. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Very kind. Um, yeah. I, oh, poor Calvin and poor Tracy. You know? Yeah, she's stuck with him. <laughs> she should, well, she's not stuck with him. She could leave He's him, but idiot. she loves him. <laughs> He's adorable. We, 
Yeah, I, we, we've all been both of those people. I think that's yes. why I was writing it, I'll be honest. Um, I think we've all been both those people. Uh, me, I'm more Calvin almost all the time. My other half is always Tracy, but we've all been both those people. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, and Matt, I'm a big fan of like moron who's in too deep kind of stories. And <laughs> yeah. this, I mean, for sure, this is, I mean, Calvin just bumbling around while the end of the world is bearing down on them. It just cracked me up the whole time. The chemistry between K- uh, Tracy and Calvin, I think, is a real good opportunity for a pair of actors to really, really sell the hell out of this story. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, 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 I, I, this is. I think it, I was having a little bit of trouble with that in the first pass, and then I just put in a couple of things uh, where they uh, where they obviously love each other. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think there's a little bit further on uh, where he I think he's sort of smitten with her after the first she she murders I think she murders the young man or something horribly with a hammer to mm-hmm. save them. Comes over, gives him the hammer back, and he's like, "Thanks, babe." Mm-hmm. And he's a bit kind of smitten with her, and a, you know, and she's got some <laughs> stuff on her cheek, and it's like, like what it's a ridiculously it's a ridiculous moment after someone's bludgeoned someone to death with a hammer. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's but, like young you know, love, like, you know? Yeah. Oh, you guys, I'm shipping you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm totally in the idea of like a significant other of mine, like getting up and beating the crap out of people while I'm just, you know, trying to put together a piece of furniture. I'm, I'm very much He's into that. Sick perv. Yeah, I like it. That sounds great to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, I mean, this is the thing. I, 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 I've certainly been been Calvin more than I've been Tracy. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm, and that that'll go for basically any any woman, any and every woman in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm almost always Calvin. Uh, I'm doing something stupid badly, and uh, someone else is multitasking. You know the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually to help me with something because um, I'm an idiot. So yeah, it's it's a little bit of a love letter. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think I just, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to write something that wasn't, um, too deadly serious uh, and that would hopefully be a bit of fun for everyone involved. What was it like writing so, so much fast action? Because, you know, before yeah. it's like one thing wraps up and then all of a sudden poison darts are, you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. That is sort of how I write though at the moment. Um, that, that's something that's. Uh, I think evolved out of uh, writing four features uh, and then also trying to get those bastard things sold. Um, uh, I, the, I, I, I like something that's pacey. Uh, I th- I have a problem with shorts, watching shorts myself um, because a lot of them, a lot of stuff that I, I watch will end up being, um, I don't know how to say it um, without too slow. Like but yeah, slowly think about it. Um, just a bit of a wank fest, a bit of a yeah. sort of a, a self-congratulatory yep. uh, sort of thing. So I, I I wanted to write something that I'd want to watch that would actually hold my attention, mm. hold my stupid ADD brain for 15 seconds. And uh, this this was what fell out of my head. Um, and I, I I try and write things a little bit a little bit more machine gun now. Um, from from before, I think as, as my writings come on a little bit. Um, so because you uh, have that experience of actually having things produced, how much of your awareness of what it takes to produce something is affecting when you're writing something raw? Like, are you maybe holding back because you think something's going to be too tough to make? Or because this uh, seems like you're just going whole hog. 
Well, yeah, I, I was actually I was writing this to make it. Um, so I, I, I think anything I write is is I do have a bit of a bit of a of a director's hat on, a bit of a producer's hat. You have to be aware of these things, as otherwise it's like, why the fuck am I writing it? Right? Yeah. You know, like like so. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you, you do sometimes hear people say, just be creative and don't worry about, you know, don't let anything restrain you. Um, but if you write like that, then you, you're never going to get anything made. It's just stupid. And also, I think, I think boundaries help with creativity. Uh, they, they, they really do. At least for, for me, anyway. Um, mm. uh, if you say then we have to do a scene under a table, then I'll write something that's funny under the table. If you say to me we have to do a scene that is anything you want, then I'm well now what the <laughs> fuck do I do? Like, you know, <laughs> Thirty camels race over a, a skyscraper that's on a space station on fire. Like you know, no one's gonna fucking make that. So yeah, I, I, I'll try and give myself restrictions and those uh, usually what's possible to do for me at that one time at that time and for a short i'm thinking low budget i ain't got no money to throw at it so uh it what is it it's two people in the woods with a with a makeshift um wardrobe oh make makeshift wardrobe yeah you know, and along those lines, too, I, I jotted down that I like scripts when it feels like when someone has written this thing that they leave a lot of freedom for the actors and the director and whoever else is involved in the production of it to maybe add in their own flavor. And I have, have some fun of their own, too. And I think that with the script, too, I feel like it's in that vein where you've created a lot of opportunities for other people to shine just as much as the script that you've written. I, that was a, a vibe that I got when, from reading this. How dare you? I'm going to do this. <laughs> well, even all the more Don't you get, you saw some double flex then. sweaty hands <laughs> with your beautiful words and your silky smooth voice. I know you're tight now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think with, with this kind of action, um, the having having written and shot action like this this before um because of my last two films are sort of there's always action involved and i end up choreographing a lot of that i'm on a sideline to pay pay rent when i'm not not making films i I run a martial arts uh school so uh, Mm. i I get hit in the head a lot um Mm -hmm. and i get hit in the head a lot um teaching uh, mma and kickboxing i get hit in the heart a lot uh filmmaking Mm. so nowhere's safe on me unfortunately um and so uh, I, I think the <laughs> when you're making something like this, the actual the, the, the action stuff sounds really good on the page. But uh, I've, I, you're right, I have written it a little bit loosey-goosey because I know a lot of these things get changed in rehearsals, especially with the fight scene stuff. And they get and for the better because uh, there's a lot, a lot of brains uh, going. And also there's a lot of a lot of practicalities that where where, where things uh, will work on, on paper and things won't work on screen. Uh, so yeah, I, I did keep a lot of the, a lot of those loose. But there there are parts in this where I think I've I've, I've given myself the option. Uh, I'm assuming I'd be directing this, so I've given myself the option. For example, the 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 hammer throw. I think she uh, Tracy Tracy holds the hammer at the. Uh, at the young, I mean, spoilers, every anyone listening, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Tracy hurls the hammer at the guy and hits, him, and she has a, a dead run, hits him in the chest like a freight freight train, mm-hmm. and they go to the ground like that. That that when I read that, or I'm 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 conjuring up images of ways to shoot that to make it as much fun as possible, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that that's what other people do, I suppose, while they read it. So I'm I'm hoping that's that's what's happening for you guys. When you when you wrote this, you know you talked about Calvin and Tracy, and that this may be a love letter to somebody in your life. How much of the small details of like 
Calvin. Like relationshipy or, stuff? Or, or actually, because, you know, there's this one thing where Calvin's looking for a tool, and uh, you know, Tracy's in the middle of firing the assault rifle. <laughs> he, he, you know, it says Calvin makes a show of how small the wardrobe is as they're having this conversation. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's demonstrating to her, it's small. I don't know where it is. Such a dick. <laughs> yeah. You know, how much of that is you is what I'm actually um, asking. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that would, uh, that would be me if I'm in the middle of a fight with my other half um, uh, and, I knew I could get away with a joke. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get away with a joke. I'll be, hey, babe, I'm sorry. You are right mm-hmm. and I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be correct. Uh, however, uh, if I think I can get away with a joke to diffuse that, then that would be – I'd be doing that definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also I think um, the, 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 the love letter is, is, is to Tracy's infinite patience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, infinite patience uh yeah a, a, a wise woman um once said uh, having a boyfriend is like having a stupid son um <laughs> and that's i'm gonna attribute that to my other half because yeah, I, was gonna, uh, I was gonna ask yeah, uh, yeah um but uh, i think I, she, she's got that from somewhere else and she's gonna shoot me for not remembering who but um <laughs> i'll deal with that later by making a joke about how small wardrobe is um perfect but uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just like I'm, I'm, I'm dumb as Calvin is. Well, it's all dumb as Calvin is. <laughs> and it's sweet too. Like their relationship. There's, a, there's, there's something that's just very at the risk of sounding stereotypical. There's something that's very charmingly British about this script because once, yeah. because like, so she's having him troubleshoot to figure out exactly where they ended up so they can figure out what to build in the wardrobe to get them back. back. And then it isn't until later that when the dinosaur shows up that they realize, oh, it's it's a post-apocalyptic <laughs> nuclear Jurassic militaristic future. Yeah. And, she's like, sorry, and, and Tracy says, sorry, that's my fault. He goes, no, you're fine, babe. That's basically the same thing. That's just very a good little rapport between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very British. Yeah, yeah. There's this sort of Machiavellian um, customer services stuff. Uh, yeah, and the <laughs> list of troubleshooting things that, that don't actually help. Um, yeah, right. and also them apologizing to each other. I've now, I mean, now you say that out loud, that is very British. Yes, I hadn't actually realized that. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, it <laughs> read it for noticed. me, just being, you know, culturally where I'm at, just thinking, oh, okay, that's that. That feels like a very uh, almost Edgar yeah. Wright sort of thing to have back and forth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense for me. Uh, that reads as a lot of like that whole young love type of thing. Oh, sure. You know, where you're just yeah. constantly like, oh no, it's fine. Oh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah. No, you're perfect. No, you're perfect. <laughs> No, thank you. That's, that's why I'm assuming they're in the beginning of their relationship. Fair so enough. I just took that a little differently. Yeah, that's like maybe the slightly cynical, like U.S. version of the of the same relationship. <laughs> maybe. maybe uh, and yeah. you, you know, you mentioned uh, customer service, and I wanted to get into the ending of this a bit because once they do assemble the wardrobe to get back, they're they're like at like the customer service of the store, and they're they're talking to a guy, and he's helping them with their refund, and it ends on a very interesting note where Tracy feels like something isn't quite right yet and looks up and realizes that Bill, this customer service guy who's working with them, has these weird like puppet strings connected to him up into the ceiling. And it feels like there's so much more story that you want to tell here. <laughs> the, yeah, the, I, I, you know what? I, this, 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 this is two things. The, that, the customer service ending is two things. One, it was something that uh, I, I wrote on the end um, after 
sending the script to uh, Claire, my um, very talented um, business partner, um, who's a producer at Lost Eye Films, uh, Lost Eye Entertainment, sorry. And um, and it was also, I knew I needed something else on the end, but I didn't know what yet. And so I sent it to her and we, we had a little chat afterwards. And she's like, need something on the end. I'm like, I know, but I don't know what yet. Okay. Uh, and and uh, w- like, where do you go after the t-rex like it's right. already pretty fucking big matt you dickhead where are you gonna go now <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like so, let's just film two actors in a woods and then a t-rex <laughs> comes tromping through yeah. the script <laughs> there's a sh- there's a shadow of a t-rex and there's <laughs> so yeah where do you go after the t-rex and the assault rifles and the jurassic militaristic future um well obviously you go to uh, this sort of Lovecraftian um, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, ending where the customer service guy just wants you to kill him because he's in hell. Yeah. Uh, and taking people's complaints and getting their refunds is hell. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's, that, seemed like the, that seemed like the only place to go. And the um, and like the eldritch horror vibe that you throw out there yeah. at the end sort of ties in with like any kind of like corporate, you know, top down Amazon, yes. Ikea sort yes. of corporate culture. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that that was it that just seemed seemed right. I mean, to be fair, a lot of my stuff ends up that way anyway. Like uh, the 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 last two features we did the Risen and, and the part two of Risen Possession are these sort of Lovecraftian, you know, extravaganzas. Um so that 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 is that is where I'm at at the moment anyway. Um and I love that shit. I I don't want myself I love that shit. Are you are, are you afraid I'm, you're getting a little? I'm not going to. Too... I'm not going to excuse it. Gonna, <laughs> are you afraid you're getting a little too I'm... pigeonholed and just like dropping a Cthulhu into the end of all your work? Is are you is there uh, is there a concern there? You don't drop a Cthulhu. Cthulhu riseth up. Fair. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, no, yeah. Fair but enough. It's not a mind drop. It's a Cthulhu drop. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe I, I think there's there's something in in the there's something in the air uh, where we're cosmic horror and and the the unknown has always been obviously um, mm. something for us but uh, there just seems like some something in the air in the air at the moment where that sort of uh, the, the otherworldly cosmic horror of lovecraft stuff um is 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 really popular and you just see it absolutely everywhere and you have yeah. done for for quite a while now and i don't i just don't think i'm over it yet yeah. well i mean and clearly like culturally we're not either alien is still very much a viable franchise we're on we're about to have our third hellboy movie coming out soon right. there, and there's yes. all sorts of stuff oh like god. that oh my god yes yeah it's true well do you think uh, that you would ever like make this story into something bigger like you know you have this whole twist at the end to to kind of pivot would you expand upon that or do you like keeping it just as this short um, I quite like it as the short. I don't. I'm not sure in its current state if it has the the legs to be a feature. Um, it could possibly be a longer short, but uh, I I, th- I think really the the it, it's. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, what is the short about really? It's 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 a bit of a love letter to 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 feminism and 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 every woman I've ever known, and then it's also a bit of a tongue-in-cheek uh, swipe at young relationships and it's, it's got a little bit of everything in it um from from our lovecraft angle and it's got some some fun action but i'm not sure if there's enough there for me personally f- to to write it into a feature um 
I, I wouldn't mind expanding it a little bit longer and having some fun with Bill, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah, it, 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 I think where it ends now, it feels right. It feels satisfyingly open as opposed to unsatisfyingly closed, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like the idea of creating a mythos and I like the idea uh, that, that it has what feels like an open ending, but it actually isn't. Um, uh, so, so you, you get to have a bit of fun. Um, well, on so yeah, I, Apologies, sorry. No, you're, I was. If, if nothing else, you know, if you're you're building the Matt Mitchell cinematic universe, you, there, <laughs> here's your sequel here with 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 right. whatever sort of weird puppet horror thing that when this is a big hit and you get it produced and then you want to bring these people back for another round. Okay, yeah, let's let's deal with the puppet man situation. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he could have his own um, action figures. It'd yeah, be great. that's a, that's what every, everything's a tentpole franchise yeah. now. So yeah, you got to start building the brand, man. <laughs> you pull a string on his back and he just says, "Kill me." Perfect. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> You got the number one Christmas toy. That's 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 it right there. That's a done deal. <laughs> well, a lot of Christmases have been going. I think that would be. Sammy, Sammy, what do you want? What do you want this year? I want Kill Me Bill, Mom. Can you please bring me a Kill Me Bill? That'd be great. Oh, my future baby. Oh, Only if you're a very good boy, Sammy, will you get a Kill Me Bill. Now go brush your teeth. That's like everybody's favorite Halloween costume. The kids open, yep. the door opens, and the kids go, Kill Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, see, we're we're building something here, man. This is good. Just yeah, just killing kids, and we laughed. You know, <laughs> um, would it go any further? Probably not, but I would love to. Um, yeah, like I said, at the moment, I'm I'm sort of steering towards uh, serialized comedy and uh, uh, writing for series and for TV. So uh, this was this was um, last year, so July last year, I think I finished this. Uh, and it felt really good to kind of finish it and, and and send it to you guys as well. Thank you very very much mm-hmm. um, for 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 picking me out to read it. Um, oh, so happy you so sent it. <laughs> it. It struck a chord. It was perfect. Do you have any current plans for production on this? Right now, uh, I'm we're we're looking into uh, an, another short, which is actually based on uh, the Edinburgh Fringe run um, uh, of, uh, of Vicky's um, Vicky's. A comedy piece that I directed, which is called Old Souls, uh, and mm. that at the moment is what we're looking into because it's it's about uh, loneliness in the elderly, um, mm. and it's it's sort of this heartwarming comedy, and there's no Cthulhu's in it whatsoever. Sorry, guys, well, not yet, not yet. Fuck like that. <laughs> Give me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Chest buster. Um, <laughs> surprise. Uh, See. So, uh, at, at the moment, we're 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 working on that, but I I would fucking love to do this as a short. Um, I, I I think I think give me some time and I'll talk some people around. I would absolutely love to shoot this. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I wrote it to be to, to be a fairly small budget and fairly doable. Um, and I think the other thing is I know exactly how to do it. You know, when you write something, you're like, fuck, I know exactly how to do that. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. And and so I feel a little bit like that about it. Uh, I tell you what, hearing you guys read it out loud as well um, is uh, is is turned me onto it again. Um, oh yeah, Frank, that's great as well. Frank is a pretty brilliant dude. Yeah, Frank, Absolutely did you? Great. Was it hard for you to get into the mindset of playing Calvin? No, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, so uh, Matt, if there, if somebody is listening to the show and they were sort of turned on by what they heard, and then they read the script and they want to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, probably you, you could hit me up on Twitter. Um, uh, my Twitter handle is Edit Animal. 
so it's E-D-I-T and then animal. Um, uh, I think that's probably just the easiest way to get me, actually. It's just on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. It's great. Send me a message or some shit. And did, you said you got a – is there a production company? Is there a website for the production company that you've got that you want to put out there for people? There is. If you go to www.losteyefilms, because it's all fun and games until someone loses an eye, <laughs> uh, and that's .com. <laughs> Uh, lostifilms.com. Awesome. And we will make sure to have links for that uh, on your page uh, when we run your show here on scriptshopshow.com. Oh, you're very lovely. Thank you. Matt, seriously, thanks for thanks writing so the much. script. Thanks for sending it in to us. This is, I, I had a blast reading this, and I would have a blast watching this on the screen, too. Oh, yeah. Best of luck. Oh, guys, thank you very, very much. It was an honor. Thanks thank a lot. You. Bye, guys. There we go. I love it's when, so funny. when action and comedy get combined together. It's so good. I mean, that's been such a big thing with, with the Marvel movies. They're, I know. They're, they're taking the time to have fun. And sometimes it, a lot of people have criticized some of the Marvel superhero movies for being a little too wacky at times. I, I, I'm, I could not enjoy it more. I think it's a dynamic combo. If there's a great, ac- yeah, if there's a great action scene and then some really good like character jokes or whatever, I'm, you're going to have me from start to finish. I'm always a big proponent of like what is happening in the script and then what is the script actually about. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect example of that. What's happening? Well, a couple get transported into a post-apocalyptic future mm-hmm. with T-Rexes and, you know, they're trying to get back. Well, what is it about? It's actually about them working on their relationship and yeah. getting to learn each other. So if you can very clearly lay out those double relationships and then you say, oh, by the way, it's also a comedy. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Like sold. It's yeah. so funny. I, I also like the idea that the way, I mean, again, the way he wrote this Tracy character who is just literally doing almost everything. Yeah. The idea that this is like sort of a love letter to the women that he's recognized in his life, I mm-hmm. think, shines through in it's this It's so good, too, because Kelvin is like watching her do all this stuff and he never takes it upon himself to do it. No, it, well, he, I mean, listen, he's busy doing his own thing, but yes, for sure. <laughs> at no point is like, do you want me, you want me to help you kick this guy's ass, too? Yeah, no. She's like, okay, you figure this out and I will do this other thing. And right. then she's doing barrel rolls across the screen. I will do all these other things. Like throwing things at people while he's like, I'm sorry, I needed that hammer. Right. <laughs> it's very cool. It's very fun. And uh, if you have not read it yet, you should definitely go on to scriptshopshow.com slash scripts and uh, read Matt's work, The Wardrobe. It's it's very good. If you have written something that you think is very good, that maybe is a fun blend of action and comedy, maybe there's a Cthulhu in there. I don't know. It's up mm-hmm. to you. You're the writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should send it to us. And you can do that by going on to scriptshopshow.com slash submit and uh, send it into us. We'd love to read your stuff. That's right. So we're looking forward to reading those things from you. We love talking to you. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter. Get your Twitter on. You can, yes. You, oh, you can be all a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, friends, that's a wrap. Script Shop was created by Allison West. Hosted by Allison West and Jack Crumley. Produced by Frank Steele. Thanks to iHeartMedia Cincinnati for use of their studio. Intro music, Retro Soul by bensound.com. Outro music by purple-planet.com. Special thanks to all our guests. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.